been looking for Have you been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. There we go. We are live. Good morning, Leanne. Good like evening. All, all the all the opening is is pretty awesome, isn't it? I like the music. It was really cool. Every I time I whole... do, every time I do it, I I still like it. Every time I hear him, I found that guy on Fiverr. Believe it or not, oh. that did my professional intro, and he was so good, man. He just uh, he kind of captured what I'm all about. So I've always uh, we got to go. We I'm going to have him refine it a little bit soon, but he it's always fun to listen to him. That's like really that cool, guy. You... I really thought that was like your voice, just like in a different like tone kind of thing. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> so well, this is awesome today because we are in an international podcast today. So we have Leanne and you're out in South Africa. So it's nighttime out there. It's six o'clock at night, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. here it's uh, nine o'clock in the morning. So, you know, and I'm not sure. Have you have you met Juanita out in South Africa? Do you know her from the CLA or not? I haven't met her formally. I've obviously seen emails from her and uh-huh. I've seen her online on some of the things. I haven't yet formally met her. I've had a bit of a wild month with a newborn, well, not a newborn, but like a uh, child that's sick, one and a half years old. We all got sick, so took a little backseat in meeting people from the CLA, but looking forward to yeah. it for this month. Well, she's up. in your neck of the woods. She's an awesome lady. Yeah. You'll really, you'll, and you guys sound exactly the same. So you have that South African accent. Uh, so she is super. She's super. She's a super neat lady, and she can really help you with your with your brand out there, what you're doing. So if, if I'd encourage you Thank to you. go go meet her, she's she's a cool peeps. Really like her. She's a martial artist too. She she likes to do. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's a she's a fighter. She's a, she's a little scrappy little thing. So, but it's been good. So let me so let me go ahead and let me go read your bio out okay leanne and then we'll we'll get started on on having this awesome interview and i appreciate you taking your time out i know you got a new baby and stuff and it's hard to find this time and to get to you know to get here and and uh, talk about yourself and what you do but i appreciate you coming on the show so hold on one second here so go ahead support system so yeah that's good good. that's awesome okay so here's your bio let's talk about this leanne's and Industry background is photography, printing, publishing, recruitment software, IT, financial services, and construction before stepping into business owner in the virtual world in 2020. Leanne was retrenched from her nine to five during COVID. Leanne knew she didn't want another corporate job. Thankful, thankfully started her company in 2019, so it was all systems go. Leanne is in her third year mm-hmm. of business, has made many mistakes, and has had some good and bad experience with clients, VAs, pricing boundaries, and being a new mom, and all the in-between. Leanne would do all it again if she could without any changes. Leanne is quick-witted, flexible, and an idealist. Her work ethic is to work promptly, accurately, while being informative and discreet. Networking and tech apps are her back, are her playgrounds. Upskilling, mm-hmm. training, and knowledge transfer are close to Leanne's heart. One day when Leanne is big, she would love to own an NG. Oh, company with a difference that provides people from all walks of life opportunities to become business owners, PAs, and managers, and help them to find their passions. That's a good bio right there. So let's talk <laughs> about what happened. Uh, you know, let's talk about what your corporate world was like before COVID. COVID, COVID is a good and bad thing. I, I notice it all the time. You know, it it it, it changed a lot of people's uh, trajectory and their life. So. Yeah. I, I, you know, we'll have a good, you know, let's have a talk about that, but let's see where you started. Okay. You said you were in the corporate okay. world for quite a while. So what yeah, does that look like? And what, what, it, when it says here, it says your industry background is photography, printing, publishing, and recruitment 
software. Mm -hmm. Is this what you did in the corporate world or what did you start with? Go ahead. And I started. Yes. I mean, if you want to go back to where I really started, I started at age 15 working behind a in a sports club, a tennis club, working behind the bar, putting out sandwiches, you know, making tea for some nice little old ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, I did it as pocket money and I was kind of bored with life. So went out and did that. Um, and then left left high school, got my matric, and then I went into, I was kind of just fart assing around for a year, kind of doing odd things. <laughs> and then I got a corporate job. Well, it wasn't corporate, corporate, but I went into real world working where I started with a photographic printing company at a lab. And it was great. I was there for four years. Uh, I learned some good, valuable lessons. I learned to grow as a person. I learned calendar scheduling at that job for sure. Because I had to, I was in charge of myself and three other people to figure out who was working weekends, who was working public holidays, you know. So I got to meet with uh professional photographers I got to meet with students I got that very strange variety of people but not like strange and negative like a good experience for me um from there I left and went into publishing I was a uh, eighth floor manager for, with 80 people on the floor so I managed like stationary orders uh, magazines coming and going papers cleaning out things um when electricity failed, when the DSTV decoder didn't work, like I was just dealing with electricians and whoever else I could possibly deal with at that time as well. But again, it was a big company at that point, a really big company. And I sit in stakeholder meetings. So exposing me into more of a personal or a more secretarial role, if I could put it actually. And I then studied from there as well. And then I was there for a couple of years and then I thought, okay, fine, time to grow, move to another company. Uh, I went to a recruitment IT software company and um, I wasn't there long. It was three months and they were restructuring the company. So my position was laid off, basically. I was only 25. I was really scared at the time. I thought I'd be sitting at my mom's couch for the rest of my life because I thought that was my career over because no one will hire me because I kind of put retrenchment laid off with retired, you know, same category kind of thing. No sat on my couch or in my house for three days and I was like this is never gonna work gotta find another job let's go um found another one really happy there for a couple of months they wouldn't give me a contract they wouldn't do a certain checks and stuff that we needed in South Africa and I was like hmm, not really the company for me and off we went to a new company uh I worked for the CEO of the company at that time and that was in shareholding uh not shareholding, um, trading stock on the JSC. And that was great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Open all good. Door. Hey, um, this is what's like. This is, this is live, baby. That's what it is. That's life. It is what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I've been there, that done that. that. And then... <laughs> so they went through... At that time, we also had that whole economic crisis with Wall Street falling down, having a moment. It hit South Africa a couple of years later, but again, I lost my job at that point. Um, I was like, it's fine. It's okay. Hit up another what, guy see, that I knew that was looking for. Did you have schooling for this or did you? Or were you just kind of young and went right into the workforce or did you go to school for, for anything? I went from high school uh, straight into workforce and then I studied mm -hmm. to be an office manager, uh, which gave me a little bit more niching. And um, then I just continued working and growing with companies, taking on different projects and running with different things. Yeah, I think that is uh, that's awesome. It's pretty admirable for somebody pretty young anyway to to have that kind of a, a spirit. It's no wonder you're an entrepreneur today because that's kind of an entrepreneur spirit anyway, because. Uh, you know, college wasn't for me. I didn't do college. Uh, I tried college. I didn't even like it. I couldn't stand it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I'm sitting here in this classroom. I could be out there making money. It's just, it's just, it didn't click with me. Now, uh, you know, funny thing is all my children have graduated college. So uh, because I told them also, you know, I told them a, a couple things when it comes to, to school. What school would have helped me with if I would have done it properly it would have been take accounting classes 
learn learn how to formulate business letters. Make sure your language is is professional sounding because you don't think about that stuff as a, a young teenager that, you know, what how that's going to project down the road. Yes. And and personal finances stuff that is if I would have done these three, you know, simple accounting, personal financing mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, I would have been uh, in a world of uh I wouldn't have had so much pressure on me as a new business owner. And Correct. so that's Absolutely. the only, you know, that's the, that's where, you know, now some people, I, I agree, I, you know, getting out in the workforce is one thing, but you know, if you're going to be an attorney or a doctor and that's your, that's your projecting in life, then, you know, school was definitely something, but I encourage my kids, if you're going to do to college, now my one boy just had a great time in college. He got a degree in recreational management. So he's always hiking and he's, uh, you know, he's like, dad, Ooh. I'm going off rappelling today. And I'm like, what? I said, you had the funnest college life I've ever seen. Wakeboarding, uh, rappelling and stuff like that. So it was just, it was just something for him. He really enjoyed that, but wow. you, know, he, you know, that's, that's what he does. So he helps. And, you know, he helps run my school now. So he, that's, you know, he's, he's used his, okay. his, what he's, his degree is, is what he does. So it's a, uh, you know, but, you know, listening to you on this young thing and what you, what you did. So you were even in charge of people as a young person, you know what I mean? I think that is, that is something that, you know, it, it's probably yeah. what helped project you even in, into well, in your charge own of uh, business, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it this, has helped so, me. Uh, um, there's no way it hasn't, man. There, I, I just know that when you when you have to run people, you know, young people have a hard time with that because they don't really understand uh, personalities and they don't understand how, you know, you have to you probably have people that were older than you. And so you have to. Mm -hmm. How do you right? How do you <laughs> delegate? to somebody that looks at me like a kid, right? Mm -hmm. So that's just a, that that's just a just one of those things. And so I I pre, you know, I I can appreciate that in your young life. So let's talk about what happened with COVID. Now it says that COVID hit. I mean, how was COVID out in South Africa? Out, out here everything just completely closed down. You know, same as the rest of the world and everything. Uh, yeah. We had some people that weren't scared of it and some people that were really scared of it. Um, we were one of the people that were scared, obviously. Uh, we shut down. We um, it, The company shut down. Supermarkets were open. Some people not walking around with masks. I mean, there was it was it was wild. I think it was wild for everybody. It was like a really wild time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was quite devastating for the South African populate, uh, population as well as it was for everybody else. A lot of people lost their jobs. Um, a lot of people still haven't recovered from it, which I think most people haven't in the world. Like, you know, um, I was one of the unfortunate but fortunate people to be laid off. Um, it just happened that way. And I, it's fine. It didn't, it didn't affect me negatively. I was like, great. I get to start my business and I get to put in all my energy, all my passion, everything. I was like, I was thinking of, and trying to do like half work on my business and work at a full-time job and then the company I worked for at the time they were like they found out and they were like you have to stop you can't do that you contracted to us I was like okay fine. I'm not gonna upset anybody that's not how I play games you know it's fine put everything on hold just left it I was like it's fine it's not now I was a little nervous I was a little sad like I was like I really wanted this you know I get to work with different clients I get to work on different projects I get to do a lot of good good other than just for where i'm working at the time um covid hit and i was like this was meant to happen i was meant to lose my job i was meant to do everything and need to come to this point to give my business every single part of my body like my passion my heart my soul everything to push this and um it's worked well i see i can appreciate that so myself i you know i was thrown into I had my business and believe it or not, I was, uh, I was cleaning pools, uh, on the side. So that's what I would do. I'd get up at the crack of dawn and I'd go clean pools and then I would go back and I would teach classes. This is, I mean, I did this for a while, but all of a sudden, uh, that company said, Hey, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. And, and it was sink or swim for me then. So, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you this, 
it wasn't until I, I had to, until it becomes a have to, I, it would have never, it would never branched out to what it is because you're kind of half in and half out. So, yeah. you know, we, we want that cushion of comfort, right. Mm -hmm. Which is the paycheck, yes. but we want yes. to be able to go, right. We want to be able to, to do what we do and we get a little bit uh, scared at what's going to happen. Right. That's exactly what, what goes down. But when I didn't have a choice and it was sink or swim, it, then it's all on me. It's not on anybody else. It's all on me. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's exactly. I, you know definitely respect that. I I I've been down that road, so I get I get that. So let's talk about. So you have this this idea that you had. Let's talk about where what you do now and and okay. how you how you came about the idea. Did you take stuff from the back and you said this is where I'm going to go and become in coaching? And was it virtual that you decided that you're going to do because it was COVID? So you you know Zoom had to be the only way to do it. Correct. Uh, yeah, so I actually started a virtual assistant company at first. Uh, that is what I completely did. So I did people's calendar. I looked at the emails. I responded to emails for them. I cleared out, you know, spam emails or things that could be labeled um, that were not exactly the most important thing, like especially the spam. Some people don't want to get rid of the spam, um, and that's up to them. So we just did a. I just did that, and then. Uh, that's how I started with my business and I've slowly just continued to go and we're now at the second phase of our business I'll call it because I don't think I'll be finished phasing my business but I'm now at the point where we're con I'm consulting and I have a team um, so yeah that's really exciting for me and um, I, I still do the virtual assistant work I do project management as well um, yeah I mean Business well, has I, changes and so my business has changed. And that's it's that's it's, I think it's this virtual assistant thing. I have one and it was one of the best <laughs> things that I hired a year and a half ago. So all this beautiful work that you see, you know, your podcast covers and all that kind of stuff. This is Corey. He's a good friend of mine. He's saying hi today. Um the so she does all that work for me from the philippines so i hired somebody mm -hmm. from the philippines and her skill level in uh graphic design and keeping up with you know i'll give her content and then she works the magic with all the artwork with it and it's just is one of those things that i would yeah I, you know she is so awesome i couldn't have i couldn't do without my little virtual assistant man she does so You'd much never of that go back busy, right yeah, never. Mm -mm. And, you know, the beauty for the United States, as far as that goes, there's not this, you know, when you hire somebody here in the States, you know, you've got insurance that you have to cover. There's, a, mm -hmm. you, know, there, you know, there's taxes and this is just a invoice and you pay and she does all this work. And because the dollar is so much different. Simple. There's a major savings in money for she's getting a good salary because of where the peso is out there. And we're getting somebody at where you would think that we're <laughs> we're paying people just peanuts. You know, when it first started, I was like, man, it, and I was asking my my girlfriend's from the Philippines. So I asked her, I said, hey, I feel like I'm ripping them off. You know, do you, she goes, no, you have no idea the life changing money that is yeah. in the Philippines what that what that does for that family you've put them on a different on a different trajectory and so that you know that just always made me feel good but i the virtual assistant thing is something that i think is is powerful and now do you have clients now that you virtually assist yeah still absolutely. that's still, I still have is, um still have my clients yeah so you have several clients or do you have do you have one major company that you work for or do you have several different clients when you do in the virtual assisting so several different clients. I have a team that I work with. So I train them all on how to do mm -hmm. exactly what the business does. Um, I'm still in obviously phases with my business. It's slightly changing. I mean, we are going through a second phase, um, the consulting part of things. So I'm in a rebrand of the website. Well, I mean, the website is up, but I'm still changing colors and adding more content to the website and making it more pleasing. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's nice, um, but I've gone grown it so badly. <laughs> so, so do you, yeah, I'm, let's talk about like, so if you're on the CLA or if you're talking on the CLA and you're talking about what you do, 
is would virtual assisting be one of the top things that you do? Or are you trying to go into more of the consulting now? Uh, the virtual assistant. So the consulting, we've changed the name to Alwips the Consulting. It used to be Alwips the Virtual Assistant. I still trade as all formal documents as Alwips the vir Virtual Assistant, but I trade as Alwips the Consulting. So the consulting part really just hones in on the project management that I do. And I consult on projects as well. So kind of we do the we do all of it. Um, so I still offer the virtual assistant services to clients of anyone that wants it. And then I offer the project consulting part of it as well. So do you take certain, I want to talk about that real quick on how that works <laughs> from a business okay. standpoint, right? So if I, if I had this project, say, this is what I want to do. Okay, let's just take an example, right? I, I have a, uh, I have an online coffee business, right? Mm -hmm. I like coffee. And I have, I did this myself. This is what I did during COVID. The $600 check, I bought an online coffee business so that I could sell coffee. Because I was thinking to myself, everybody still wants to drink coffee. Nobody wants to go to the store. So I did online coffee, yeah. right? And so okay. if I had this project and and I would say my, to my virtual assistant, hey, I want I want to be making sure that every day we are posting something on 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 Facebook or whatever, would you take that project and say, hey, this is the next level I think we can go? Are you in that realm? Are you in the realm of knowing how to use Facebook and, and how to advertise with it or Instagram yes. or stuff like that? Let's talk about how that works. Sure. So, yeah, that is exactly what we're in, as well as we obviously do the SOPs, or we call it SOPs, which are standard operating procedures, but you guys call them operation manuals or training manuals. So anything that myself and the team work on for your copy business, we document. So it's all clear the way we communicate, times that we're available or, you know, a day, um, how if we're not going to be there for one day or someone's sick, how we communicate. There's a whole structure in how everything happens. And then also like, OK, what do you you've got the copy business? What platforms do you want to go on? What platforms are you on? Uh, have you set up, you know, TikTok? Have you set up face, um, not Facebook, YouTube? Like these are the things we look out for. What kind of content do we want to produce? Uh, what kind of um, clientele do you look? So we help hone down on your target audience as well. So the whole turnkey effect basically is what we do. Do you find new clients don't even know what an SOP is, standing operating procedures? Do, they, do you feel that they really don't even understand that? Because I certainly didn't when I first opened. I thought, I'm just going to throw some mats down. I'm, I'm a really good teacher. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the electric company's calling me and saying, hey, you need a deposit of $1,500 I, I didn't know about. Or uh, you have this, <laughs> uh, you've got insurances that you have to pay taxes on your employees. Are they 1099? Are they not? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff thrown at me, man. It was like I was taking a shot every day in the face. Right. I was like, man, I did not. I thought I was just going to teach some karate and have some yeah. fun. And then all of a sudden, if you want to make money, there's procedures that have to do. And I don't know. You know, when I help people, when I coach people to open up a school now and I've I've done this for a long time myself, mm -hmm. I, I tell them, I said, this is where I was at. If you do not have this stuff, I said, I'm going to save you two, three years of headaches if you just listen to this, this and this. So is do you yeah. find that true with new clients? They have a hard time with having a standing operating procedure. But I tell people, even in your household, you have to have an SOP. So, you know, if you want your household to run, you got to have the same thing. If you want your finances to run, you got to have the same thing. So how do you go about a brand new student? I mean, a brand new student. See that I'm already talking in, in coaching terms. A brand new client comes on. What What do you tell them? What are they asking you? And do do they are they surprised at what you have or are they look? Are you getting somebody like that is actually looking for that? Or are you doing some virtual assistant and say, hey, I can help you spearhead this. Have you heard about this, this and this? How does that go about? How do you go after it? So we have the two. Either someone is coming to me and they already know what we do. So they want help or they go, I hear you help me. I need to just offload some some things I'm thinking about tell me if you can help me. So majority of the time for people that are offloading to me on, can you help me? 
is this something you're willing to take on? They don't have the ASOPs in place. They don't have operation manuals and we have to create them. And that's great because it's brand new book, you know, so we get to walk them through. It's a little more admin in a sense because we have to ask a lot more questions. Okay, so especially if I'm not doing that work, but I say to somebody, and this is the thing that gets a lot of people thinking is, what happens if your accounts, because I don't do accounts, but what happens if your account girl is, or guy is off for six months? Um, due to whatever reason they go yes and go how do you know what to do and they go well what, what do you mean how do I know what I'm who's going to pay the uh, paychecks who's going to pay the lights who's going to you know pay the taxes and stuff and they go oh yeah I don't know actually I said and how do you know when to pay because there must be some sort of schedule or something like do you have that and they go no okay I understand why we need you now okay this makes a lot of sense now so yeah we hit them with just just the accountant person generally works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's so true, man. I, I yeah, I, I admire that you, that you're able to in there and now, so tell me how, how did, how did the, the stuff in corporate world help prepare you for this? What did, what, what did you see there that, that translated over to doing this? What, okay, what, so what was the stuff that you, th you saw, man, I, I could really have, help there so that this... would have been in the last job that i had which was at a construction industry company uh it wasn't construction but we were in that industry uh i worked on projects and i was looking there were at the time very old school um where they printed a lot of paper and COVID had hit and i was like monday.com trello boards i'm like all these project management tools to help like yes let's do this so i set it up with one of the other guys in the office got the whole board running the company was not in a position to take on um the pay for that like you know to set it all up and that's okay that's fine um we were in a covert as well so nobody knew what was going to happen next uh but that from there taking on those projects uh creating a, a online calendar for a simple car booking because we used to use a diary and i'm like this is so ineffective like how I must walk to go look at a diary and go back and send an email where if I have it on the calendar, I'm just looking, you know, on my laptop at the time. So created that. It just started with like small little things that I could tweak within the company. Um, and I realized mm -hmm. I like projects really well. Like I really like projects. Um, what out of my entire working career, I only really ever worked for CEOs, managing directors, publishing directors. So I only really ever worked for the top of the top so i was expected to have a certain level of white glove service um you know that five star experience um think uh, from from very young like i think from the publishing uh, the printing company i was thought to like think outside the box um don't just do what's here go a little beyond um i got retouching experience and i got um, all the tools that I needed to be like, okay, so you want to go an A0. Unfortunately, your file doesn't go that big, but why don't we go A1, which is, you know, close enough. You know, you can see the pixelation. You can get away with it with a canvas, but you won't get away with it with a phonographic picture. So there was always those, people who call them loopholes. I call them outside thinking outside the box. So I always got to do that with people. And that's, I feel like that helped me because I do think outside of the normal realm for people. Like I think of the gray areas or what about this and what can we do here and how can we make this work better for somebody? It's not about getting from A to Z. It's about getting there the quicker and smartest way at the end of the day. Oh, that's good. That's, that's really good. Very good, Leanne. So in here, it says Leanne is in her third year of business. She's made many mistakes and has some good and bad experience with clients. Let's talk <laughs> about the good, the bad, and the ugly, because that's what makes it fun. And that's what makes it real. I tell everybody this same, I, I tell everybody yes. the same thing. I, some of my mistakes that I had, I will tell you, is is this. I I remember in a martial arts world, it's kind of like, you know, you the instructor is kind of like the, the, you know, it wasn't back in the 80s, especially when I did it. It wasn't like you have these clients and you got to service your clients. It's mm -hmm. like I'm the instructor. Shut your mouth. And when I'm teaching, I don't want, you know, I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? That's just was in that yeah. world. 
And I realized I, you know, six months into my business, I was like, man, I got to find a mentor because this isn't working. And then I found one, I found one in Tennessee, still friends today. And he told me, cause you come out and I will, I will, you find a way out and I'm going to give you a week of my time and I'm going to teach you how to, how to do a martial arts school. But then I noticed how he so inter interacted with the parents and they were more customers and, and just, just the whole, the whole thing. I, I, and I revamped my whole thing as soon as I came back and it grew within a hundred students within two, three months. Right. And I just needed that. Wow. And so, yes, it was, I, I did a complete transformation of what I was yeah. and how I did things, uh, you know, from, you know, just a very stern, and I'm still a, I was still a hardcore instructor, but I wasn't, you know, I was a little more animated and I'm a little more fun and, and stuff like that. And, and it just made a huge difference. And then understanding business. Mm -hmm. So let, let's talk about, you know, some of the, 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 the good, the bad, and, and what's your bad experiences that made your company even better? Um, boundaries. I had to learn very quickly how to set boundaries for clients. Um, you know, I think I was, a little naive at first going into business you know we all have this oh it's gonna be so great and everything's gonna be perfect and clients are just gonna value me and they're just gonna like listen to da -da -da. uh no i quickly found out um clients value you but they want you when they want you so i had to put in hey guys don't work 24 7. um while your business like for the usa well your business is sleeping technically i'm awake so you know, I utilize my time the best that I can for you as a client. Um, and I stop working at certain times. I put boundaries into place very quickly after I had my son as well. But I had to put it in um, because there was times where he needed to be fed. He needs to be cuddled. He needs to be loved. He needs interaction. So that's, I still have those boundaries place uh, are great clients <laughs> obviously but um your payment run your billing run or your payment schedule needs to be in place before you even consider taking on a client like you have to agree um i was okay at first in the beginning like paying behind or like in arrears i quickly found out that clients will just take Two weeks, three weeks, doesn't really matter, you know, on their time. So had to put in, no, payment schedule will be done on this date. Um, so, yeah, it's it just small things. I didn't learn, I didn't learn like a massive, I learned good, valuable lessons, but nothing that like set me back, like, you know, a big chunk of like financial money or, you know, that more stress than anything else. I think I got, I think mine was all stress. But yeah, it was good. I learned some good lessons. That's, and I think those are, those are so important. You know, I've experienced that even with, uh, with April At, because in like when I had her I'm, in my head, I'm like, Oh, she's 12 hours difference. So I'm just thinking she's on. And then, you know, not being mm -hmm. like conscious of, Oh, wait a second, man. It's the freaking it's one o'clock in the morning. What the heck? And so I didn't know, like, you know, I had talked to her about that and she goes now on certain meetings, Mr. Cox, I'll get up at, you know, I'll get up at three o'clock in the morning to meet the, hit the meeting uh, because I know that, you know, that's, that's when the whole staff is there. And so that's just one time she does it, but she ended up doing something where she split her time. She goes, listen, cause I told her, I said, I need to kind of have a time on when you're doing things. And I don't want to just throw things at you. I'll give you emails and stuff yeah. like that, what needs to be done. But so she, she did a split shift. So she kind of works in the morning and if she's coming to a meeting super early and she'll do her afternoon work, and we just need to work around that because there's a 12 hour time difference. So I, 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 I see that also in, in the same, you know, in the same thing. I told her, I said, you're the virtual assistant. So the day you need to get paid, you need to remind me. Okay. That, so yeah. just send me the Absolutely. email. Today's the day. And uh, I said, I'll, I said, that's what I need. That's what I need you for. Cause I'm not going to remember all this, you know, all this stuff. And that's what she does. So I understand that boundaries is is good. I, I say that a lot to even even uh, my martial arts owners that have this. I tell them all the time. I said, look, you're going to want to be personally involved with every single person. And I said, if you mm -hmm. don't have boundaries, 
you're going to find out very quickly that as much love as you think you're getting, when things take a turn for the worst, people can mm -hmm. drop you. They, they, you know, you need to have a healthy boundary of what you're doing because I don't know how you are. I know me. I, I have certain mm -hmm. people. Uh, if they if they get to my heartstrings, I'll just start giving stuff away, right? You know, or I won't, you know, oh, you need a private lesson. Yeah. I'll come and do it. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? And they just don't, people don't respect yeah. that there's time. Now, there's not a hairstylist I know that says, oh, just come and sit in my chair and, you know, I'll do free haircuts all day. You know, it's, and so, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things. I don't know why consulting and or uh, coaching personal <laughs> trainers, why people think. <laughs> They'll they'll tip their barista twenty dollars, and then they'll get upset that we're not doing coaching for free. It's the weirdest thing to me that I've ever seen in my life. On why is that? Why is the one that's really changing your life mm -hmm. not looked at as, uh, you know, you you would you would drop a dime, <laughs> man. You would drop $20 yeah. in a tip jar for the barista behind the, the dude doing your Starbucks in the morning. But I see my young people here to doing private mm -hmm. lessons and they're getting $25 maybe for a half hour's work, which is good money for a young, young person, but you don't tip them out. You don't, you don't tip, you don't give them a tip. You'll give your hairstylist a tip yeah. of, of 50 bucks, you know, after you just spend $150. So it's just a weird thing. I don't know if you've if you've caught that yourself being being in that coaching world. Isn't that weird? Yep. <laughs> so I got into that. I did. did I got into that early days. Um, okay, it's fine. I'll just do it. Don't worry. I won't charge you for it. It's okay. It's it's fine. It's right. it's okay. It's it's me. It's fine. Um, no, unfortunately, no. I can't, I can't do it. I mean, running a business. I can't. Like I say to a lot of people um, that I talk to. If they ask about something or, you know, with regards to payment, not like I tell this to clients, but like a lot of virtual assistants will ask me starting out, you know, how do you work on this? How do you do that? And I go, you, you can't pay for food and water and electricity on shits and giggles. Let's be honest. You that's, have to charge. So, exactly and they'd be like, right. but it's awkward. Yes, it is awkward, but get over it. You're running a business. Right. That's good. I think that's awesome. And I think, uh, well, I've I've told my young students here. I said you have to be upfront before you start anything. If you if if you just do one lesson, you can say to somebody, say, "Listen, I'm going to work with your children for 15 minutes today. That's on the house. From now on, here's the breakdown of what lessons are." Okay, I I'll I'll spend 15 minutes with your child so you can see how I interact with them and see if it's something that's a fit. And you give them 10 or 15 minutes of your time in order to get the four private lessons that are that are that you can make money on. But if you're up front sure. with with everybody up front, yeah. it's it's a lot more comfortable. If money is on the table right out of the gate, it's a lot more comfortable to speak about. And so I was wondering if you had that. I, I see this all the time. I feel for my coaches. You know what I mean? I I, mm -hmm. I and there's a lot of people that are coaching, right? And I'm just like, every time it's, I hear the same thing. I hear the same thing in the martial arts world. I hear the same thing as a guitar lesson, somebody that teaches guitar music, musical instruments. But I don't know, man, it's, uh, that's, that's a tough thing. So, and I'll take it off to you and that, that you're it able is. to, to, to do a business. Your mind out of that. Right. And that's the good, the bad and the ugly of what you do. Right. You're you're here because you want to improve the clients. Uh, you want to improve their bottom line. But improving the bottom line, there's a cost involved. There's a cost that has to that come about. And the cost is not just money, but time and time equals money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, you're my consulting isn't isn't feeding my newborn. I, I have to you know, I have to be able to to do that. So I appreciate that. That's one of those things. I'm glad we got to talk about those. I think that's really strong talking about boundaries and talking about getting the money stuff out of the way. And so let's talk about the good now. Let's talk about the the clients that that you've made a difference <laughs> for. Let's let's hear a uh, a story on what you've done that's putting somebody onto their next level. What they're doing. Let's talk about somebody that you think about on that perm. 
one of my favorite stories, I worked with a guy in Canada and we did email management uh, for him. And it just started out looking at emails and flagging them. Um, and it turned into making sure that any of the Calendly links that came in, the bookings, was transferred over into his calendar so that it was easy to identify the questions that he was asking and then make sure that they were in the CRA management keep at the time that he was using as well. And then also just responding to emails. And he liked the fact that he was technically always online with us because he was in Canada and we were in South Africa. Um, and it was great. Uh, Canada changed their laws in his industry um, with regards to people being virtual and, you know, looking at emails. So had to change. We had to come to a termination. Um, but he's still one of my favorite clients. And um, I look at anything for his business and I still support him. Yeah. yeah so I think that's that's even awesome. Listening to what you say, because I. All these little things, every time I do these podcasts, right, I kind of learn something from, you know, I get to spend the hour with you guys and 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 help you put out what you guys do. And then I listen to little things where I make, you know, those are huge. Those are those little things make huge differences because I am terrible at response. First of all, I hate text messaging. People that know me know that I like a phone call. I like to hear your voice. I like to hear stuff. And that's probably just my generation, to be honest with you. You know, I didn't do, we didn't do text messaging when I was, when I was young, that wasn't part of our gig. Uh, younger people have that. They've always had it. They've always kind of had a cell phone <laughs> since they've been in junior high school or whatever. I just didn't have that. We had a pager, right? Yeah. And somebody wanted to get a hold of us. They'd beep us. And then if we don't want to respond, it was awesome. Then it went to like a beeper that sent you a text message and then it's like, right. And then, but you didn't have to text back. You get to make a phone call. So it's just, that's just how I kind of grew up. So I'm not a, in that. So, but I have also found out that people that do communicate that way, that's how they like to communicate. They don't like to do the phone call. So I find it very often. Yeah. And people tell me all the time, you never answer your text messages. I said, if you call me on the phone, I'll pick up. Hmm. I said, I'm the one that answers all the calls to the studio. And I said, if you'd call my phone, I'll pick it up or you WhatsApp me or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. But, and so that's just one of mine, but, and answering emails, my girlfriend's always on me. Cause I could tell you right now, this is how bad I am at this. This is funny. Well, you have 20,000 emails that are unread. I have right now. If you look at my emails right down there, it says 7,000, uh, 7,011 wow. emails that have not been right wow. and so i'll go through it and about every time i go through it it's like 600 of them are just spam and i'm going in there like yes. unsubscribe unsubscribe you know i got one of these apps that kind of tell you where you can unenroll in certain things mm -hmm. and then they just they just you just get bombarded and i'm just like man i don't have time for any of that i look for the important ones and then i don't i just i'm terrible at it terrible at it and so, I have another I, favorite client as well that I can tell you. I did 20,000 emails. Um, they had 20,000 emails and <laughs> team and I were tasked get to just deal with it. Um, 7,000 emails, seven hours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I like. I mean, that's like I was counting. Obviously, I was like just in it. Like, I mean, we obviously got done more, but I'm that was like the record. I was like, yes. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I am, and my girl, she's totally the opposite. I look at her, she's got like zero. I'm like, how the heck you do that? I don't got time for a bunch of bullshit. You know, I just tell all the time. And so it's it's just one of those things that that uh, that's me. That's just me. So I can tell you that what you guys do is so valuable for somebody like me that wants to. I'm kind of a visionary. I don't know if you've noticed this yeah. with your clients, people that are visionaries are not detail oriented. And yes, I, I can tell you that I'm not right. I'm not a detail oriented guy. I want things done, but I don't care how, I don't care how it's got done. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to hear the steps. I want to see yeah. the results. And mm -hmm. I, that's not everybody's personality, but that is mine. And so I have to have people that are detail oriented around me that can, that can pick up the details and I'll pitch the vision and where we're going, and this is going to be exciting, and let's go, let's rock! And, you know what I mean? And so, 
<laughs> that's just how I am. Let's go. We can get this done. And then, uh, you know, I get everybody hyped up, but I need those. I need those people that can literally uh, do the, do the work. You know what I mean? That, that can get the details down. And it sounds like you're, that's, that's kind of your, your forte. You seem like a little bit more of a detailed person uh, than. I than... am both. I am creative uh, and I'm left-handed. So generally I'm the more creative person um, But I am completely in love with systems and policies and structure. Yeah. See, and that's the kind of people you need around you. If you want to be the visionary needs that I'm telling you. Yeah. So any of you guys that are listening, I'm telling you right now, if you are the guy like me that is super jacked up about every go, let's go. Right. And that's just how I am on the mat. Oh my, you can do this. Boom. This is how you do it. Hit and this is just how I am. And, you know, I do the same thing. I said, we got to get these customers in here. I know you guys can do it now. Let's go do it. And they're like, okay, we're all hyped up, but what do we do? Right. How do we, how do we achieve that? So I want to tell you that that is uh that is if anybody that's listening, especially you, you guys are out there that are running companies like myself or whatever, this is somebody that you probably want to have a conversation with if you need to have the details put in line so your vision can be looked at and it's not going on the shelf. I can't tell you how many of my visions are still sitting on my shelf because I'm all jacked up on doing it. And, uh, uh, you know, the next person, you know, I dropped the ball because I'm already visioned on something else. Mm-hmm. It, it's a terrible thing that we have. Right. And so. Yep. You know, and so I appreciate. We move on to the next dream. We move on to the next goal. We move on to the next <laughs> creative idea that's going to help our business. Um, it's normal, and that's why you have a virtual assistant. She's there to help hold you accountable to getting certain things. And yes, some things don't need to happen right now. We have this idea; it happens often. I also have brain bright spark ideas. I call them, and I'm just like, oh, I can't see how it fits in just yet, but I know it's going to work. So we'll plug it there. And we leave it there until we connect the dots. And that's normal. Not every project is meant to go off and be successful. We have to put projects on hold to deal with other more successful projects. Normal. Yeah, that's such so good, man. So good, Leanne. Let's let's talk about here. You know, see this. I told you these hours go by quick. Uh, it does man it's just you know it's like it's just like we get to we're having a cup of coffee somewhere you know what i mean i see I, you got me all jacked up now you know i'm gonna get off this freaking call and i'm like okay what do i got to do today uh and then, and, you know april's gonna have ten thousand things to do today after after this phone call i'm so sorry it's, april i'm so sorry it says one day when leanne is big she would love to own an ngo company with a difference let's talk about what that means Okay. Tell everyone what NGO um, means. A nonprofit organization, um, a charitable organization. Uh, so something I've found out in South Africa, there's, there's a lot of places that are offering youth certain things, you know, training and stuff like that. Um, but I want people to be entrepreneurs. Um, I want people to know that they can do, they can do the nine to five. They can also side hustle. I mean, I feel a little like South Africa because we came out of this pandemic. People are still like trying to just hustle, trying to just make money, just trying to do something. And they're not, they don't have the guidance to start the hustle as a business. And some people have great ideas. I mean, you know, there's, there's teaching youth, there's teaching adults. Um, There's a big gap. I feel like um, with, you know, uh, my generations obviously had the, the, been privileged. Some kids have been privileged to go to primary school, high school, university is like a really big privilege for us. Um, in South Africa, some people can't afford that. And I feel like if we can just give them something to just help them, business economics, uh, business management, accounting, like you're saying, I found the exact same for South Africa. I'm probably going to be like, told this is the first thing to do but I felt like I went to high school I went to a really great high school I'm not complaining about my high school um I went to a very good one I just felt like I was the in-between child that was not academically strong and neither was I going to be that very sporty kid that was going to be going for playing professional anything so I was an in-between kid that wanted to like know a bit more but my syllabus at the time of going to school didn't provide that so the year behind me got like business admin and I was like, oh, 
kind of just want to fail just so I can go take business admin. I'm like, but I mean, that's not really going to help me failing. I mean, <laughs> failing is not going to like, I can take this somewhere, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I want to be able just to give people something more, um, you know, just, and at an NGO level. So give them good accreditation studying. Um, and at the and when I say it, it's at a difference, um, I haven't quite got the whole structure in my head properly, but you know, it's, it's a little bit different than a normal NGO. I want people to be able to work hard for it, to stay inside of this charitable thing. Um, this company that I create, um, a lot of things give out for free. And I feel people do take advantage of the free things. They don't maybe apply themselves as hard, not saying every person, please don't get me wrong. Not every single person like this is, but generally some people will just like, Oh, well, I'm getting it for free. So whatever, you know, I'll just half ass it. Um, no, you need to work hard. You need to get a certain level in your, your studies in order to stay in the curriculum. Um, you know, you want to, potentially we can give away housing you know for students or something like that you need to do certain things to get onto that that's good jose just popped on he said <laughs> happy day winners glad to see leanne on the show you always bring phenomenal leaders Mark. <laughs> I, yeah so jose i was just talking to her about I mean, she she's you know I, i'd spotlight her i think jose man she's got some good uh good insights so you know she's this this uh, podcast has been great I've, I've really enjoyed uh, listening to, you know, she's, I was telling her, uh, Jose, I think you're kind of a visionary like I am and we kind of get lost in the details and she kind of brings these details around. It's been a really good interview for that on how most leader entrepreneurs are these visionaries that get lost in details. And when the details can come together with a vision, it just, it just explodes on what you want to do. And she's, she's good at that for sure. So it's been, this has been a good uh, podcast for sure. I want to make sure that, any of you guys that are listening, I will also have this on audio for you, and sh and you'll have a way to be able to uh, talk to her or reach her if you're looking for that that type of uh, virtual assistant. So I want to take the last couple minutes here and uh, and ask you to go ahead and go ahead and lay out what it is, the kind of clients that you're looking for, or what you're looking for for yourself that you can help somebody in small business, you know go to the next level, taking them to the next level and, and how to go ahead and, and do that and what your company, your website's called and all that. And we'll have that also on, uh, on my website and stuff, but let's go ahead and give you the floor. And, and once you go ahead and pitch your vision and what you're looking for. Thank you so much. Okay. So what we're looking for is uh, companies that have one to 50 staff members that, you know, if we need to do a, CI, a CRM, customer relationship management migration, we can do that. Um, we need to manage that for people. We do that as well. So making sure that the contacts are up to date, making sure the notes are in, um, especially if it's migrations, um, training people on CRMs like monday.com, sorry, um, Trello boards, ClickUp, couple of my favorites <laughs> uh we do that as well um just being able to give more insight into what those projects actually mean or those project applications mean and how you can use it to your benefit and then obviously the virtual assistant part of it with the calendar and email management um we call it web uh webinar panelists um Kind of like when you're in a, I don't know, actually know what you guys call it. I, I remember it yes, last week, but I can't remember now. So when you're in like a, you know, you're doing a seminar and then people are looking at sending uh, questions or you have to drop links. We can do the admin to that. Um, sit in the back end and just drop the links, look after the questions, you know. You're talking about when, if you content. have a mastermind. Uh, do the social media. Like a mastermind yes, is what you're yes, talking about. Mastermind correct? seminar. Yes. And, and so you could you you'll you'll be in the Absolutely. background. What you're saying is you can you can join in on those and be in the background facilitating questions and and such and such like that. Okay, go ahead. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I Perfect. Think, That's the word. <laughs> yes. That. Yes. Yeah, mastermind. Uh, data management. What about when you? So we when do you database when, building as well. Oh, that's good too. That's really good. Now, do you have when you when you're doing these in the background? And uh, if you have a little mastermind, and you're in the background, 
Are you the one that can do um, – here's the little things about those. This is just a little mastermind in itself, just so you know, right? Get it, getting these details down in okay. the background. Like if you're, in, if I was doing a mastermind, and it's funny that you talk about this, mm-hmm. that uh, I'm doing a mastermind, but all my proceeds for this, I have a nonprofit. It's called Special Kicks. And it's for all, you know, whether they're Down syndrome, they have several palsy or they have, you know, uh, whether it's it's high high end uh, autism or whether nonverbal. I, I have a huge heart for those those people and martial arts can really transform them. We've taken people that said they'd never walk and, you know, we'll get them out of the wheelchair and we'll make them walk and we'll, you know, we'll do martial arts with them. And I've got to roll with a, a young guy that has several palsy. And, you know, just watching him just get lit up, it, it, the the thing, he got a stripe on his belt and he was so excited. You just can't see it. And it got a million views. I'll, I'll get teared up if I don't, if I'm not careful. Wow. Uh, uh, just what he, what that went through for him. You know what I mean? So it's, so I have this. So my mastermind, I'm going to do that. I'm going to hold a mastermind, but all proceeds are going to go to those guys. And but I would that's the thing about it. Right. If we have this this thing mm-hmm. here, people have to get emailed afterwards. I would like to know, hey, what what, what did you like and not like in the, in the mastermind? If I did it again, what what would you like to see and not see? And those are all those details, I think, that never get followed up on. So you really never uh, you never learn on what that is. Even in even in my little business here, my martial arts school, I can't tell you how much stuff gets lost just on a testing paper when they say they've clicked that they want a private lesson or they want to know about what Black Belt Club is. And we just kind of file it. And we never follow up. That's just another one of those another one of those uh, things that aren't aren't being looked at. So your professionalism goes from here to here and you don't even really even know it. It's just kind of getting knocked down a peg and knocked down a peg. And the ones that are doing it are moving up the ladder. Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing. So I do, I, I really appreciate yeah. Leanne, your attention to details. I think you're, um, you know, I think you're, you're super smart based on, on what we're talking about here. I like the attention to detail. You're quick witted. It, it, it seems like you don't really take too much bullshit, which is kind of good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's, you, you, you know, I, I can, you know, Juanita's the same way. It's something out there in that uh, South Africa water, man. You women are like, Mm-mm, not about it. So it's it's just it's a bush, good man. It's the bush. <laughs> that's that's you got lions but, and stuff. Yeah, listen, you when you got lions and yeah, you know you got lions and rhinos that you got to deal with. Uh, that's you know it's a different that's a different animal altogether. So I want to make sure. <laughs> Uh, you guys, if you're looking to get a hold of her and in in something for your business that you reach out to her, I'll have it on the audio, you guys, after this. And go ahead and k- give everybody your email now in case they're watching. Go Give me your email and your website where they can find you now. It's L-E-E-A-N-N-E at Al Webster. So Al for Leanne and then Webster, my surname, V-A. Dot com. Okay, good. And we'll have that. And listen, everybody that's listening, I'll also have that on the YouTube. I'll go in and edit and make sure all your stuff is in there also on on in, in the bio part so they can Perfect. get a hold of you. I would appreciate it, you guys. And if you go out there, Leanne, you tell your people to go ahead. If they can subscribe to the podcast, it helps us grow. Believe it or not, it's not how many downloads you have in podcasting. It's the weirdest thing. It's how many subscribers mm-hmm. you have that put you up. And so if there, if you got people that are listening and you got something good out of this is you can subscribe to the podcast and it's on Apple, Spotify or on my Podbean or whatever it is. And if you are going to be on YouTube, if you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, it just helps us gather up. So I appreciate yeah. if you guys could share the podcast, I will have the audio out for you uh, by end of day today. And you can just go out and, and, and share it with mm-hmm. your thing. I know your day is kind of winding down. So you got to take care of your baby. He's going to get mm-hmm. ready to go to bed here pretty soon. And I just want to say thank yes. you again for coming on the show, Leanne. I hope I hope uh, it it did well for you and you enjoyed it. But I certainly did for sure. I did. It was fun. It was nice. It was a nice conversation. Uh, I was a little nervous. I must admit. Um, I think 
you should be nervous when you take a podcast. I think that just means that you're like excited about it and like, you know, it's it's good for a good thing. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for making me feel very at welcome and very at home because you've got like a nice home background there. It's raining as well, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's funny. People ask me about this all the time, right? <laughs> And it's actually a night. It's a a seventy five inch TV that's behind me, and that's a YouTube channel uh, of what I have oh. behind me. Can you believe that? Everybody asks me all the time because it doesn't. See, it never goes away. So I tell everybody that's the big secret. I can be at the beach one day, or I can be in my living room, and this kind of uh, it gives me a calming background here in the, a nice spring uh, rain because we don't get all that in California all that often, but. That's it what is that beautiful. is. I should not. I shouldn't spoil what it is in the background. But <laughs> you just saved your house, like <laughs> it's very pretty. So, yes, and so it's it was- uh, it's it's been good. But I appreciate your time, Lee. It was awesome, and it's okay to. I, I know everybody kind of gets nervous about going on these podcasts, but you know the. Ho- I told you before. I think you know. I just I like having these conversations and seeing where people are at, and I think it's the same thing, man. If you can meet people where they're at, where they're at at that point, you'll be able to take them to the next level, and I, you know and making people feel comfortable. That's something you probably do in your own business. So I appreciate the time. All right. We'll have this on, uh, everybody will have this on, uh, audio at markcox.com by end of day. Have an awesome day, everybody. Thank you. You've been listening to real talk with Mark Cox, real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.